Hi, my name is Jenny. And my name's Yuri. And welcome to Conscious Cuppa. Welcome back. This is a weekly podcast in which we explore, dive into, and ponder spiritual ideas and questions, including Law of Attraction. We're here sipping a wonderful brew and invite you to do the same while listening in as we share our personal insights, stories, discoveries about life, the universe, and everything in between. All based on what's written on our wooden lollipop stick. Hey! <laughs> we do have a claimer rather than a disclaimer, and that is we firmly believe imagining creates our physical reality. reality. That's going to shape the show and hopefully encourage all you conscious creators out there. And for all of our listeners, there's an Easter egg question just for you right at the end of the podcast. News and shoes We'd love to hear from you on Twitter at Conscious Cuppa. That's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-C-U-P-P-A or via email, ConsciousCuppa at gmail.com. Keep it short and sweet if you've got a question because it's all got a bit on a lollipop stick. So, grab a brew, take, take a, a pew, sip in and serve up. Yui, what's in your cup today? So today I've got something by Yogi Tea called Alkaline Herbs. It's really delicious. It's It's got some mint in it. I think it's got probably some fennel in it. But it's got a little quote on the tab of the tea bag that hangs out of the cup. So my tab says, grace is kindness, compassion and caring. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I do like mint tea. So it's it's a combination of mint and something else. I'm not quite sure what. We'll let you know. I've had yogi tea before and I always get excited. It's like a Christmas cracker. It's like getting a joke out of a Christmas cracker, but <laughs> some sort of spiritually enlightened. Yeah. And the grace quote is lovely. Yeah. Uh, I hope to carry that through my day. Yeah. For me, it's it's a maximisation of that tea. Not only are you meant to be putting goodness in your body, but in your mind at the same time. Thanks, Yogi Tea. <laughs> I appreciate that. And I've got a cup of coffee with cream. More C's going on there. And I have a new percolator, a red one, because my last one broke. And it's a smaller version. I ordered the one that's a bit too small, so I, I have less coffee. But I put way too much coffee granules in today, so it's really strong, but it's still delicious. So here's what we do. We have questions and quotes on the lollipops, on lots of lollipop sticks. We roll the dice to see who goes first. We have two lollipop sticks each. Later on, we'll have some magic minute with our questions from the public. And so let's roll the dice and see who goes first, Yuri. Two. Me today. You got three. Three. Let's see. The question is five minutes of the clock as well. Yeah. So, do you believe you're born with all your own unique ideas? Oh gosh, that's a good one. Do you believe you're born with all your own unique ideas? I used to think that I had my own ideas until I started speaking to other people about ideas. Uh And I realised that actually ideas really overlap. Uh Innovation really overlaps. 
So I think ideas kind of belong to the universe and you tap into them. Yeah. So no, I don't I don't think I believe you're born with your own ideas. Uh-huh. I believe you're you're born and you're open to certain ideas and then through your family and your culture and your society you are exposed to what are acceptable ideas. So I think it's very much to do with your self-concept. Your ideas are to do with your self-concept. As I expand my self-concept and am more in line with um, believing I'm God and have God within me, that I have more access to ideas in line with that. So what is yours that is unique to you that you come in with? I'm, I'm not sure I had unique ideas. Not I mean, necessarily ideas, but there's something unique about you. There's think, a unique-shaped hole in the universe, in the world yeah. when when you arrive to to fill that hole. But what is it that comes with you that is yours? If it's not ideas, well, I've been thinking about this, and and I think probably it, it's kind of a pattern of existence. I feel like I came more like with a mission. Mm-hmm. I think we all come with a mission to uplift our understanding, our wisdom, mm-hmm. our compassion and kindness. When you say our, do you mean your tribe? Do you mean your I family? Think, think, or do, are you on a continuous journey where you're continually uplifting? I'm I'm on a, a journey, but I think there are markers along the way, which is kind of more in line with this lollipop stick. So my markers have been like education. The ideas, the universal ideas for me apply to education. This is how I'm going to apply them. This is what I'm going to apply them to. Also, I'm creative. I'm definitely an out-of-the-box thinker. I'm willing to access those ideas that maybe other people are less in touch with or less likely to agree to think about and take on. And I think I apply those in a slightly a unique way to me. And I guess ideas are attracted to you according to your frequency, your vibration. Yeah, your self-concept, your frequency, your vibration. Yeah, because yeah. thoughts, which are ideas, ideas that are thoughts, they have their own frequency, their vibration, and they're going to be attracted to, they're going to be received by, yeah, it's a magnetic thing. So yeah, certain ideas come to you. The law of attraction, yeah. Yeah, that are compatible with yeah. who you say you are. And as I as I say, I'm a lighter, more uh, open being. I'll I'll I have attracted different lighter ideas. Yeah, different ideas, and more more generous. I would say. Yeah. More gracious ideas. Grace. Yeah, I think I'm done. I'm happy with that. I'd I'd love to hear what other people whether they feel that they were really came in with their own set of individual ideas. There are lots of people, of course, who very young know exactly what they're going to do, as if that idea was plummeting in them as they arrive. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, came, I came in with a set of ideas, so definitely about education and who I was going to be. So I love art. I'm a creative. I love learning. So and I love children, so I was definitely going to do that. I had that from a very early age. So your set of ideas, you, they were there, but they're not unique to you? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm going to 
with the lollipop stick. You can put five minutes on the clock. So I've got a quote from my lollipop stick, and it's a quote from Lee Ann Taylor. And it says, we are all butterflies. Earth is our chrysalis. I love this. She's probably how it got with the lollipop stick in the first <laughs> place. Um, we are all butterflies. Definitely during lockdown, that feels more, even more so. It's like we're all going into these cocoons. You know, you're bringing your work in, you're bringing everything in the family. I mean, <laughs> everybody's in here now, in the house. And who you were when you went in is not going to be who you are when you come out. But of course, it doesn't take a lockdown to make that happen if this is a universal axiom, if this is a is this is something that is perpetually happening. Mm. Earth being our chrysalis is like the seed pod also that contains us from which we burst and bloom flower and fruit. And I love the idea of becoming a butterfly, having been a caterpillar whose sole purpose seems to be eating, satisfying hungers, satisfying desires. Yeah, anybody who's ever read The Hungry Caterpillar will know that. So a caterpillar is is hungry all the time. And then you go into this cocoon, which is a kind of isolation. Mm. So lockdown really amplifies that. But we all have a time in our lives, and I know I had a like a six-year period of going into my own mind, my own space, my inner world, and trying to understand who I am and what I want to be. Mm. And emerging from that, quite a different person to the person who went in into herself. Yeah. And the butterfly is, of course, a lot lighter, is able to fly, is not earthbound. They drink a lot <laughs> and they get drunk. And they spend a lot of time uh, just fluttering about. Playing. Playing. And have a shorter time. So this is something that presumably happens in later life, which is, you know, maybe have a midlife crisis. And I certainly had a midlife crisis. If we're all butterflies, then it's all due us. And that would imply, because people do die young, that this isn't just one lifetime. That there is a series of lifetimes that build up to going into this cocoon and emerging as something lighter, more delicate and graceful. Mm, yeah, maybe maybe we have, maybe we do more than one cycle in our human lifetime as well. I definitely feel like I've been in that cocoon, yeah, emerged as somebody in something quite different. Yeah, I think that's, as, yeah. I think that's that's good enough. Thank you, Leanne Taylor. Reset the clock. Yeah. Second lollipop stick, Yuri. What you got? When was the last time you astonished yourself? Wow. That should be on a big lollipop stick. Yeah. I'll put five minutes on the clock. Yeah. And press that now. So the last time I astonished myself, I didn't really, it wasn't me who astonished myself. And I'm beginning to realise that astonishment that I've probably felt many times through my life, I hope so, but one time comes back more than anything because I guess it's in my recent memory, maybe the most astonishing thing that happened to me was my 50th birthday. Uh 
because uh, Jenny's birthday is 10 days before mine. And she was sort of, so what are you going to do for your 50th? And I, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, no. I don't have any particular. I love birthdays. I love surprises. But I just, I didn't have any feeling. And then one morning, I just woke up with the invite in my head, with the guest list, and just created it. Just mm. and sent it out, and oh my gosh! Now the event mm-hmm. was astonishing because because so many people arrived. So I had a morning brunch and I had a gathering in the afternoon evening. Yeah, it was so beautiful, so giving. I was just high, like. I don't think you can take drugs to get that kind of high. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I was just high the whole time. I didn't drink any alcohol the whole time. I was, the food was amazing. And it just, it was just seamless. It just, I don't, you know, one of those completely effortless, I don't really remember making the food. It just all kind of came together. Had a vegetarian uh, chili and a regular chili and everybody just, air and seemed fed and watered and there was more than enough and we had this giving this reciprocal giving so I did this kind of giving event which also just came to me where I had gifts that people could swap with yes and that was lovely and my my best friend from Turkey came my birthday brother so it's his birthday on the same day and he brought his new wife Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I didn't know I'd sent an invite, and I didn't, I didn't really get re at the RSVP. Some people said, "Yeah, I'm coming." Yeah. Some people said they were coming and didn't come, and lots of people that didn't say they were coming came. It was wow, yeah. and that, funny enough, changed the trajectory of my life. That yeah. that I'm vibration, sorry. that feeling, that feeling of love, that effortlessness like I'm writing something called The Art of Effortlessness. And it was so in line with that. I just, it was just so generous. So were you surprised that so many people came? Why, why were you astonished I, that so I many was, people no, came? No, I was astonished at the feeling of it. Okay. The feeling, the vibration yes. that these these generous beings, these beautiful human beings, created in 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 my home and in this ca- lovely cafe yeah. in Westbourne Park when I was at the cafe at the brunch uh, a young man well he was young then <laughs> um that I used to live a few doors down from when I was living with my mum he arrived with his daughter that I'd never met ah it was it was spectacular so this is like the culmination of some imagining that must have happened in order to bring it that felt together. Like, yeah, it felt so like... So tell us what you had imagined. And I know, obviously, that the universe, life, God, gives you more than you asked for. But what had you imagined that was in line with what you were experiencing that day? So I think there was a lot of unconscious imagining. I think there was a lot of wishful thinking through the years. Uh-huh. I think this was so astonishing because I'd imagined it being surprising. 
especially because often when I was young, my birthdays were a bit rubbish. And I, I can remember being, as a young child, my inner child, who is my inner child now, was quite upset. So the idea of having this 50th, it was more like a gift, but it was a culmination of things that I'd imagined. I'd imagine my home having this wonderful vibration. I'd imagine having wonderful art that people brought and put up on the walls. Okay. I'd imagined having delicious food. I'd imagine sitting down with people. So it's like imagined... everything came together. Oh. Yeah, it was like everything that you'd imagined over the years. The Maybe while in your Christmas. Yeah. All came together. Yeah, and some of it was unconscious, as I've said, and some of it was conscious. I'd imagine seeing my, my, my birthday brother again. But who knew that was going to happen on my 50th birthday? So it all came together on yeah. that one day. So yeah. it's like the biggest treat. Yeah, and it was like a, a crescendo, yeah. definitely. It yeah. was, it was, yeah, it was like a building. You know, as a child, you were like, oh, I wish I could have a really amazing birthday. And that yes. was definitely a yeah. pulse through my life. So I've created quite yes. good birthdays. Yes. But this was it's spectacular. The zenith. Yeah, the zenith. Okay. I went way over five minutes, guys. Got very carried away and excited about telling telling that story. Picking my second lollipop now. King Canute says, "Time and tide wait for no man." Okay, let's put five minutes on the clock, and I will answer King Canute. I definitely feel like I, I I agree with what it says in Ecclesiastes in the Bible. There's a time to laugh, a time to cry, a time to live, a time to die. And it goes on this long list of various times that there are available to do certain things. Or it's a time when it's appropriate to laugh. It's a time when it's appropriate to cry and not at other times. Yeah. And I've definitely felt in one of the dreams that I've had that there are windows of opportunity that you should grab now like go now so i do feel like when you get an idea when you get a desire when you have a wish when you have a dream for something to come true for something to be manifested onto the physical plane that the moment the idea appears is your answer to an unasked question in a way so it's telling you now this is available so if you want it entertain the idea now start imagining that you have the thing now because it's along your timeline right now it's the right season it's the season for it so so go for it because creation is eternal it's always there in a way the window is always open but it's almost saying it's an optimal time now yeah go now this is a really good time for you because here's the desire here's the seed basically plant it now if you don't plant it now, yes, there'll be another bus coming. But you kind of wanted to get on that bus now, didn't you? You wanted to get to work at that time. You wanted to get to the party at the time that you left now. Yeah. So to go for it now. So one example that pops into my head is after I'd come back from Amsterdam, which itself had been a like, go now. I was ill for about a year. And at the end of that year, I suddenly had this feeling, it's time to start working. It's time to get a job. I applied to uh, work with kids because I had been working with kids, teaching them how to DJ. 
So I knew that that was definitely it, something up my street. I went to this job and it just did not work out. I left the job and I went, I just went down to Oxford Street and I walked into this shop and on the floor was a man. He looked like he was sleeping rough and there was a crowd of people around him and there were some ambulance people to the side and everybody was just watching this man on the floor. He looked like he had collapsed or he was drunk or something like that. But as I walked into the shop and kind of circled around the outside of the, the people that are watching this man, just something just took me to him on the ground. The ambulance people said, be careful. But there was something in me that was just so confident, so unafraid. I knelt down and I just whispered into this man's ear, it's time to get up. I don't know where these words came from. But that's what I said. It's time to get up. And he just got up and I just walked with him out of the shop and he went on his way. And it felt like later that there was a time for me to leave the house, to go to this place where the job didn't work out and then to go to Oxford Street and then to go into this bookshop at exactly the right time in order to end this kind of frightening situation, but also just to help this man get up. Yeah. Time's up. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes when things don't seem to work out, it's because there's might be something else you need to be doing, uh, need a place you need to be in order to help somebody else perhaps. Yeah. So I like that idea. Sometimes you're late for a bus or you're late for something, going back to what I said earlier, but actually it's perfect timing for something else. So intuition is a really good guide on windows of opportunity. Yeah, lovely. Okay, so we're on to magic minute. We are on to magic minute. Already. This is the time it takes to go up an elevator, 13 floors, and we get to answer Two questions, one each from the public. Yui, what question have you got? I've got a question from Mohammed, and it says, how many times do you ask yourself, why am I created? Ooh. Okay, let's get a minute on the clock. And the lift doors are closing now. So, Mohammed, it's interesting. How many times do you ask yourself, why am I created? I think this is like a pulse question that goes on through one's life why am I creating until you get the answer so I think I've I've asked that in many different ways in times of trouble oh woe be me what the heck why am I going through this like what's the point it's like again it's the crescendo you're building up you begin to get morsels of understanding about why you've been created so at school I understood that I was a creative I was meant to work with children and people and education. So that felt like for a long time, that's why I was created. But then it's almost like those levels, you understand it on a physical level, an emotional level, a spiritual level. I'm created to fulfil the promise. Are you happy with that? Yeah. We've got an email from Pauline. Pauline says, congratulations on the podcast. Thank you so much, Pauline. Yeah, it was really lovely. I, I opened your email on the, on the train and I was like, oh, 
so exciting. Yeah, she says she really looks forward to the podcast each week. She likes the format and she really enjoys the content. And she's given us a question. Yeah. And the question is how to find one's higher self. The lift doors are closing now. One way to do that is to get into contact with your desires. Your higher self is the one that's giving you your desires. So imagine going to a restaurant to meet your higher self, to get the gift of the desire. And when you sit down at that table and they haven't arrived yet, the excitement you're going to feel about the fact that your higher self is going to give you this gift of whatever it is that you want. Could be a new home, could be a new job, a new partner, maybe increase your financial wealth, maybe increase your circle of friends. Whatever it is, whatever your desire is, your higher self is the one that's giving that to you. And you both have a thrill of giving it and receiving it. So when you think of yourself meeting in that restaurant, the nourishment that you're going to be getting, this is why I'm choosing a restaurant, sit down with that feeling of the higher self coming to you. And I know you're back in the lift. You may be going 15 floors now. (laughs) But then swap places and feel what it's like to be the higher self giving you the present. Mm. Not only receiving it, but giving it. And the moment that you both touch that present, you've been giving it and receiving it at the same time. That's how you find your higher self. Mm. I think I think my place is the bed. Your bed? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I feel all those elements of feeling safe and excited. I get so excited when it's bedtime. I was just like, ah, oh, get to get into bed. It's so great. Uh-huh. And that's where I do a lot of my imagining. Uh-huh. That's where I do a lot of my art of revision. Just before you go to bed. Yeah. Because then the conscious mind isn't so switched on so many doubts about, well, can it be true? What am I going to have to do? The higher self is the one that has no doubts and fears about... It's certain. It's sure. Absolutely certain. And it's given you the gift. It put the desire in your mind anyway. I think of it like a big sister, mm. more beautiful, more intelligent, more generous. That's the big B-I-G. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it just wants to give you mm. everything and it keep you delighted. Such, such appreciation. Gener- such generosity, such mm. grace. Mm. Ugh, I think that's this week's sponsor. Yeah. This week's episode was sponsored was by Grace. Yeah. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mohammed, and thank you, Pauline, for your lovely email. Where can we be contacted you? So we're consciouscuppa at gmail.com or you can tweet us. At consciouscuppa. Yeah. Or you can record your message on the anchor.fm website. Yeah, voicemail. And send your beautiful mug shots. We love those. Yeah, tell us what's in your mug. My name is Jenny. And my name's Yuri. This has been a tasty drink. A slurping good time. And a swell cuppa. <laughs> See you next time. See you next week.
Hey Brew Crew, thanks for waiting right to the end for your very own Easter egg question for you to use and schmooze over. Yuri, what have you got? Share a story in which the impossible became possible. Ooh, email us, yeah? Yeah. Conscious at gmail. Brilliant. See you next time.